It's almost glory match day. That means it's time for the glory report. Welcome to the Glory Report, a new weekly segment where we'll bring you all the news about glory fixtures, all the news of the week, and everything to do with Perth Glory. Also, later on in the show, I'll speak to Sydney-based Glory fan, Kenny Dunn. The Perth Glory women's team took out a 2-0 victory over the WA State team in the week in the Bankwest Women's Challenge Cup. Goals to Lexi Marino and Caitlin Douglas were enough to get the girls in purple over the line. Perth Glory launched their 2017-2018 season campaign in the week with the club announcing Andy Kyo as captain of the men's team and Sam Kerr as captain of the women's team. Some disappointing injury news out of the camp this week as youngster Daniel Steins has been reported that he's suffered a serious hamstring injury with a recovery time of over 12 weeks. It's also been rumoured that Joel Kianese has suffered a serious shoulder injury and will also miss a few weeks. That's it for the news this week. After the break, we'll have a chat to our fan on the ground in Sydney, Kenny Dunn. You're listening to The Far Post Perth. We'll be back after this. Right, joining us now on the Glory Report is um, Glory fan on the ground in Sydney itself. We've got spies behind everywhere for the Far Post Perth. Uh, Kenny Dunn, welcome to the show. Good evening, mate. How you doing? How's the family life in uh, you know sunny old Sydney? It's good. It's good. It's yeah, starting to warm up now, so the kids are enjoying running in and out of the sprinkler. So it's good. Beautiful, good. mate. That'll, the football's that, back. We'll that'll keep you fit. Good. That'll keep you fit and healthy, mate. Let's get into it. Um, how's the feeling in uh, in Sydney been ahead of the uh, current, uh, well, the you know the upcoming A League season? Look, I think amongst the football fraternity, um, they're looking forward to the football being back again. I, I work with a few Wanderers and uh, Wanderers fans, I should say, and, and they're, they're looking forward to it as well because I mean they're football people. Um, and obviously you had the final series, so it's a bit rugby league dominated. But no, I can tell you, when the way it starts to warm up. Football is, is coming back, and you know I'm certainly looking forward to it. And the guys I play football are looking forward to it as well. The sprinkling of Sydney FC fans and Wanderers in my team, and obviously my, the team I play for. So obviously being the only Perth Perth guy, you know, just a little bit into mixing on having a crack at both of them, which is fine by me. Yeah, beautiful. Just on that, it's it seemed a bit of a low key kind of a build up. I know in Perth there's been a lot of. Um, a lot of talk about the low-key build-up, the lack of promotion and this and that. Is that a, is that a, um, a country-wide thing, mate? How have you felt uh, the promotion and the, and the hype? Uh, and is the, is the league doing as, as good as it can to try and, to try and get the, uh, the fans and, the, and the, you know, the sporting fraternity up to, up to the A-League? 
in a nutshell, no, it's never enough. I mean, it's, it's a big time of year it's in September for rugby league. But for me, I think the I think the A like to wait for it to finish and then media bash it. Where I would be throwing it out a month in advance, and I'm really pumping the FFA Cup because you need as much exposure as you as you as you can get. So for me, it can always be better. And at the moment, apart from the lads at work, you know, and you get a little bit in the paper, and you might get a little bit on the news, and and being being that Popovich has, has walked this week, Sunday night, whatever it was. Um, that's created a bit of a stir, so whether that's a natural thing or whatever, but it's not really the, the interest you want. You want people buzzing on seat, uh, buzzing to get their butts to the seats and, and and get involved. So it can always be better, and that's definitely in Sydney, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to ask you that. What's has the reaction been over there to the Popovitz exit? Of course, uh, you know, putting our putting our glory hats on as, as fans. I mean, it uh, hasn't come at a at a, a bit, couldn't come at a better time for for us guys. Um, but how's the reaction been from the from the Wanderers fraternity and the and the Sydney football media? My my boss is a Wanderers fan, and I've been chomping at the bit for this game to come this week. And when I found out that from a Sydney FC fan that Popper had walked, um, I couldn't wait to text him and let him know. And he didn't reply, so he was annoyed. And then when I spoke to him, he was just dumbfounded. He caught he caught everyone by surprise and. I think that can really play into Perth's hands because Popper really was the glue that kept it all together and he was the the alpha dog in that club and a lot of times when you, you cut the head off a snake, you know, the body doesn't do anything. So you, you can either go two ways and they can either go, no, we can do this without him and be really good for the first two or three weeks and then just fall to bits or they can just walk out there absolutely lost because Hayden Fox has taken over. Yeah, Hayden's not. Um, in the proper mould, coaching-wise per se, but has Topper done enough to get them through one game or two games? Who knows? But um, let's hope there's a bit of uh, bit of confusion in there and a bit of lack of drive, and no one knows really who's the leader, who's grabbing guys by the shirt on defending corners and things like that. And maybe we can nick the three points and let them worry about their gravy and Parramatta, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's have a look at the lineups now. The lineups are released this afternoon, being Thursday. Um, there was a big uh, surprise and a bit of a uh, shock went through the camp when Andy Keogh wasn't mentioned on the team sheet. It's since been corrected and um, it's gone down as a administrative error or a you know typo error. Um, so he's actually yeah, forget, forgetting the captain's a good one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, we'll uh, we'll, we'll let that uh, go through to the keeper, mate. Uh, but we've also we're also missing obviously uh, Mitch Nichols suspended for another week for his um, off-field uh, shenanigans. Um, unfortunately, we've heard Daniel Steins, young Daniel Steins, who was promoted from the youth uh, team, is out for a few weeks with a hamstring injury. So that's uh, terribly bad wow. for the young fella who was absolutely holding up that MPL side throughout the season um, and has shown plenty of promise and, and well deserved uh, his promotion to the to the first team. And we're also no, hearing uh, Joel Kianese could be out with a shoulder injury, even though he was listed on the on the team sheet, um, and that could be quite serious. Um, there are there is rumours going around that it could be six to eight weeks for Joel Kianese. So that uh, throws a little bit of a spanner into the works. And you know, being Glory fans, mate, we it wouldn't be an A League season without a without having a few uh, kerfuffles along the way. But um, also looking at Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, just over previous seasons, they don't seem to have brought in too much quality. There's a lot of names there. I'm looking at the team sheet now. 
Uh, they brought in uh, Rolly Bonavaccia, which I think he was came came over from Wellington Phoenix. Um, they yeah, he's, up, he's a good player. Yeah, no, he had some quality in him at uh, at Wellington. They've also um, done a little bit of a side swipe at Perth when we were chasing Chris Hurd and signed for us last season. Then he backflipped. Um, he seems to have changed his mind about coming out to Australia and signed for the Wanderers. Um, an interesting one, of course, is a um, you know glory favourite named Josh Riston. Uh, he's going to miss out this week as he's been uh, called up to the Socceroos side, uh, set to play Syria oh, tonight. So um, you know it would have been nice <laughs> to see Josh go up against his old side just to, for uh, you know shits and giggles and uh, see how the uh, the glory lads uh, hop into him a little bit, and I'm sure they'll have a bit of fun there. But how do you, how do you see the sides, mate? And what does Perth have to do to uh, to pick up all three points, or at least come away with the points at uh, Spotless Stadium on Sunday? Well, firstly, when um, we look at the glory side, I, I just think we have a lot of options in basically from midfield to up front. So, whilst Kianazi wouldn't have started for me if he were going to play four four two, you know, you've got plenty of options in there once. He is back after a couple of weeks or whatever, and Nichols and your Brandon Wilson and maybe Rangers is, is in, the, in the mix now with um, with Steins being injured or what have you. So look, there's plenty of options up there, and, and also flexibility to play three up front if um, Castro plays more wide. So look, going forward, I think we we should have plenty of options, and especially when we need to change things throughout the game. Maybe Jake Grimmer comes in to give us something a bit different, young, fearless, and what have you. Uh, it's just at the back for me, I think we're a light at certain half. But um, look, going forward and looking to the Wanderers game, really got to keep them, keep them quiet. Um, but I think the Wanderers fans will be out in force in uh, Cavernous Spot, the stadium. I haven't been there, period. So it'll be an interesting day out for me or afternoon for me. So I'm not a big fan of oval grounds, but anyhow, you live and learn. But I just think if we can stay in the game for an hour, and maybe when they start getting a little, uh, they start making changes and that negativity or confusion, as you spoke about before, comes into it. Maybe we can nick a goal on the break. Um, with Harold, maybe Harold and Castro getting to the byline and getting cutbacks for the likes of Target and Keo. And, and so that, that's for me. If we can keep it tight for the first hour or so, uh, I'm happy to go tune it up early, early doors and, and shut the gate as well. I'm happy for that. Yep. So. And then looking at the Wanderers, I mean, you know, I, I really, really don't care what other teams do. If they've got guys in international duty, fine. Wisdom, ah, we'll play you again at some point. We can start our season away from home and get three points. Man, that's a great start. I and mean, we really don't do well in Sydney. Yeah, really, absolutely. I know um, this for a fact. Yeah, no, being a Sydney boy, you've seen uh, you've seen plenty of uh, um, losses over there um, to both Sydney FC and uh, and Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, how's the, we've, we've noticed that, uh, especially over this side of the country, and it's been mentioned even by our friends at the Daily Football Show, mentioned on a, on a chat to Neil Sherwin the other day, it seems like Glory's flying under the radar a little bit. Um, and, you know, there's a few fans out there that are not too sure whether it's flying under the radar or whether they're going to come in a little bit underdone. I mean, we haven't had a, any big um, pre-season matches. Uh, I think we played uh, Sydney FC away and uh, got done a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but besides that, yeah, it's been right. you know early knockout, uh, early getting knocked out of the cup early, and then um, it's been MPL kind of sides over there. Is there much noise being made about Sydney over over on the east coast, mate? About, about Glory over on the east coast? 
Well, I, I think the fact that we went out to Heidelberg in the Cup, people sort of said, oh, maybe they're not as good. And they just sort of kind of forgot about us, really. Because it's very much to focus on Sydney FC and the, and the, the popper now. You know, Sydney FC have had to tinker that Ryan Grant's going to be out for a big part of the season. They've had a new goalie. Uh, sorry, um, Redmayne is not um, Vukovic, clearly. So they'll, they'll be tinkering a wee bit. And, if, and obviously with Melbourne as well, so and the two, two Melbourne sides. So a lot of it is focused basically on these four sides and where they will all finish. And I think the opinion on the East Coast is that these four, these, at least three of the four are going to finish in the top three with the Wanderers sniffing around the six or maybe falling as the season goes on, uh, especially with Popper leaving. Perfect. There are kind of a... You see, people are expecting a little more over here from the Mariners and the Jets as well. So, you know, 10 to 6 doesn't go. We've pretty much changed life for like for the players we've lost and the players we've gained, give or take. Yep. Lost a bit in some areas, gained in others. You know, I would love to have kept Rizden on. He's a fabulous fullback. Yep. But that's life and that's football. So, have we gone under the radar? I think we've just been forgotten about basically because we've had no pre-season that's been viewed on the East Coast by the, the friendly with Sydney FC and the loss to Heidelberg. So people have just sort of said, no, we'll just focus on our on our clubs and, and we're confident that it'll be Melbourne City. This is the East Coast I'm talking about. It'll be Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory and the Smurfs. So for me, I think the top two will be uh, Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory again and then you've got a log jam, I believe, of us, Brisbane, Melbourne City, and I'm going to say the Jets are going to sneak into the six. I have, a, I have glory finishing between four and six. No worries. Yeah. Well, let's 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 finish off with a couple of quick five questions, mate. Who's going to finish first? Who's going to finish last? And obviously, you just mentioned Glory's going to finish. Uh, so, all right. So, who's going to finish first this uh, this season? The victory. Any team. Yeah, the minor premiership, or minor premiership, yeah. Yes, Premiers play, excuse me, excuse me. That's a, that's a, that's a fine. Um, play, I think, will be the victory. I think any side with Musket, even though he's a Millwall, um, ex-Millwall, yep. um, will always be there and thereabouts. And I think Sydney will just come back to the pack a wee bit. They've had the, the season, season of their dreams, so they'll come back to the pack. I think Melbourne will win the league. Uh, bottom, unfortunately, I think it'll be Wellington. Um, because they're just not spending any money on anyone, really. And I have glory finishing between four and six, but I'm going to say we're just going to be pit for fourth and finish fifth. All right. Let's finish off with a uh, score prediction for um, for Sunday afternoon, mate. How many is the glory going to win by? I have us winning 2-1. Glory to win 2-1. Sounds good, mate. Kenny Dunn, thank you very much for, for joining us on the uh, Far Post Perth, mate. We're hoping to uh, have a chat with you in the future when uh, Glory's uh, back over your way. Not a problem, Blaine. Anytime. All the best. Thanks very much, mate. So here we go, folks. Round one this weekend when Glory take on Western Sydney away. Make sure you get out and check out the new game sports bar. Thanks to Glory Fans United for setting that up. And you can get all kinds of drink deals and everything like that down there. Uh, otherwise, you can catch the game on Foxtel and from us at the Far Post Perth. Uh, check us out on Wooshka. Uh, hit us up on our social media or on our Twitter and Facebook at the Far Post Perth. And enjoy your football in the meantime.
Yeah.